Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. Welcome into the show, and we're back. I say we... Because I got my guy, Greg Penniman, with me, G-Money. Yes, sir. What is good, bro? What's going on, yo? Back like we never left, as always, you know? We we back. We hopefully be be better. Um, Another season, yo. We're getting right back to it, you know? Start just picking up where we left off, pretty much. Definitely picking up where we left off. I mean, it's been a while since we've been on these airwaves, but uh, we're back. And if you're listening on podcast platform, just make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, Make sure you hit subscribe over there too. Hit that notification bell uh, so you can, you know, keep up when we get the new episodes and when they're coming out. Also new this year, we are a live show going forward now. So uh, that's right. You can watch us live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. um, And so far, that's it right now. But again, still working other ways to reach all you guys out there, uh, continuing to Uh, try to interact with our listeners as much as possible this year. But if you're new to the show, welcome in. It's been a while for us. So, you know, we appreciate you. If you've, uh, if you have been a loyal listener, a supporter of the fantasy football diagnostics podcast, uh, obviously we appreciate you as well. Uh, Just to remind folks of what we're, what we're here, like what we're about here. Um, Just two brothers here to talk fantasy football, uh, have some fun doing it. Uh, so, you know, and we, we strive to get you all those chips, right? Those, those trophies, those fantasy championships, that's what we strive for. And we take it really personal. Uh, you know, Greg and I both play in multiple leagues. We have our league of record on the show, which is the league of extraordinary people, which we had our draft, uh, just about two weeks ago. So again, like we are in it with you guys we'll go through the ups and the downs hopefully there's more ups than downs but um you know from we talk about every single game the totals the winners the spread especially with betting being more prevalent especially in the new york area so um you know we definitely touch everything from that aspect we also you know we're going to talk about starts of the week head-to-head dfs contests like get money um we're talking from a typical 12 team one quarterback PPR league perspective. We do play different formats though. So we'll discuss other different things. If you have questions, just definitely hit us up in the chat. So again, much appreciate you. And uh definitely look at that. From <laughs> yes, the <sir>. missus. <laughs> Glad to see us back. Absolutely. She's telling me tilt my cam my camera a little bit. So Gotta get that uh, face shot, you know. Gotta you know, show out the sexiness, you know. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, a little something, something. You know, uh-huh. we, we were we've been a YouTube show for about a year now, so people actually know what we look like, not just what we sound like, things of that nature. So, you know, today we are jumping into our positional breakdowns where we're breaking down the quarterback position. On Wednesday, we will break down uh, our running backs, and Thursday we're going to break down the pass catchers, so the wide receivers, tight end. And we, you know, we may or may not have a show on Monday, but after that, we're going to our regular season schedule where we go uh, Thursday, Thursday night breakdown, um, game one preview, game game previews part one and game previews part two. So, um, and then our recaps following the week after. So, but today is about the quarterback position. Um, again, discussing our top three quarterbacks, uh, we reveal our top twelve quarterbacks our bus, our sleepers, our breakouts, our my guys, uh, and we will play some ADP game because we always have to play some ADP game around this this time. So before we jump into that, there is some news. The biggest news of last night was that Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson was shot multiple times in an attempted robbery. Uh, the injuries are considered to be non-life-threatening. Obviously, this is bigger than than football. Uh, you know, prayers go up to Brian Robinson and his family. He's apparently he's recovering well. Surgery went well, so you know he's expected to make a full recovery. Um, but we this is a fantasy football podcast, so obviously there's got to be some reaction to that. He was 
um, being featured as the lead running back in the Washington offense. Um, Antonio Gibson, his role should probably be a little bit larger here when you consider that Robinson has been ruled has not been ruled out for the 2022 season, but he should miss some time with injuries to his glute and his lower leg. Uh, prior to this, I had Robinson as RB38. Gibson is RB46. I've since adjusted my rankings where Gibson's more in the RB30 range for me. Greg, where do you have, uh, you know, Gibson going, you know, given the situation? Yeah, uh, definitely a a bump for him um, in the rankings for sure. Um, You know, last year he definitely had a a lot of opportunity to um, take over that that league dog role. You know, he was a a breakout candidate from the the year one that he had. but, um, you know, he kind of disappointed a little bit uh, just far as the touches and, you know, uh, just the people behind him getting the, those those touches, especially in the PPR, the receptions, really. You want to see that from Antonio Gibson. You, you know he's going to get those, you know, 10, 10 to 15 carries uh, each game. But the receptions is where kind of Antonio Gibson could could have some potential. So um, maybe if they use him in the passing game a little more, that, that could uh, kind of bring his upside up a little higher. But I'm still seeing him as, as a – you know, mid-tier, I mean, low, low in RB2 at this point. Yeah, I agree with you there. He's definitely in the low end running back two range for me as well. Um, Bianca's asking how long is he predicted out for? We don't know. Uh, we don't have an answer to that question right now. They just said he's not expected to miss the season and could make a comeback. Um, just not sure when at this point. Um I mean, there is, you know, this is cut down day. Um, you know, teams have to get down to 53 players by Tuesday, tomorrow, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So with all that being consi- you know, being said, there's going to be a lot of transactions that happen over the, the, the course of some day, over the course of these next two days. We've already seen some happen today. Uh, LaVisca Chenault get traded to uh, the Carolina Panthers from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um if you've been listening to the show, you'll know that I've been a, a huge Visca fan since since he was drafted. So, uh, yeah, this is hopefully maybe good for his dynasty stock. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll see. You know, Robbie Anderson's contract, uh, you know, is one that could be up soon. So, you know, Visca could slide in. I'm gonna stop that. I'm just gonna yo, stop. just put put him in the backfield, yo, with CMC. You know. Right when CMC yeah, goes down, if CMC goes down, I don't want to put that out there. Facts, but, facts. you know, you can have Visca in there as the, you know, not-so-talented CMC, you know, mm-hmm. backup. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then, you know, so I don't want to jump into too much of these transactions because I don't want to react to, you know, a lot of things today because there's going to be a lot more that happens tomorrow, and we could react to that on Wednesday when we go live here. Um. But let's get let's get into the quarterback breakdown, man. Let's let's talk about these quarterbacks. I mean, our positional breakdowns is uh, always a fun episode. Um, so you know, like I said, we're gonna go through the top, discuss our top threes, reveal our top twelves, talk about our breakouts, our our busts, our sleepers, our my guys. Not in that order, but we'll we'll discuss them. Um, let's just recap the the top twelve and total fantasy points from twenty twenty one real quick. So. We will refresh our memories of the season that was. QB1 was Josh Allen, two, Justin Herbert, three, Tom Brady, four, Patrick Mahomes, five, Aaron Rodgers, six, Matthew Stafford, seven, Dak Prescott, eight, Joe Burrow, nine, Jalen Hurts, 10, Kyler Murray, 11, Kirk Cousins, and 12, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Let's talk about the QB1s. And Greg, who is your quarterback one heading into 2022? This was a uh, definitely a real tough one. I mean, definitely going back and forth all the way up to to last night. But I gotta go with Lamar Jackson, going with him, QB one of the year for me uh, going into this season. Um, just you know, a little banged up last year. This is set up for a great redemption year. We uh, had the conversation that he's on a contract year. You know, he they were able to get a deal done going into the season. So he's all football right now. He's all focused. He wants to prove to the world, as I believe he's the most disrespected player in the league. People still don't believe he's, you know, one of the top QBs in the league uh, as far as his skill set. Um, he, he can do it with both his legs and his, his arm. 
You know he's going to get over 1,200 yards. I mean, over 1,000 yards rushing easy. He can get to close to that number at 1,200 yards rushing. That automatically sets him up as a great floor for fantasy. And the the, the numbers are going to come in the air. He's always going to get better with his arm and his accuracy. Uh, doesn't matter who his targets are. Uh, Devin DuVernay, Rashad Bateman, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he lost Hollywood Brown, but it doesn't matter. I believe LeBron Jackson is just going to – this is a this is a proved year for him. He's going to – Continue, continue to prove himself. Um, uh, uh, I mean, not to himself because he knows he's the one, one of the great ones, but to all these other haters out here that, uh, yeah, he's just going to keep getting it done. Lamar Jackson, let's go. Yeah, man. I, you know, we love Lamar on this show. Um, you know, definitely love, love, don't hate you for having Lamar as the quarterback one. Uh, my quarterback one is Josh Allen. I mean, how far we've come here, my relationship with Josh Allen. Greg, I remember we were in Dallas. <laughs> I I laughed out loud when the Bills drafted him seventh overall. Uh, I la- I laughed because I never thought Josh Allen would be good, not even this good, just good, right? Like right. I didn't think that right, that right, would right. happen. Uh, he's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in football, not just fantasy, but football. He's thrown for 73 touchdown passes over the last two years. He's got an average of nearly 4,500 passing yards. And oh, by the way, he'll probably run for five to six hundred yards and another six or seven touchdowns. He yep. is the goal line back in Buffalo. Yep. Uh, the guy's a stud outside of two quarterback leagues. I won't have much of him though, because you know we always we like to wait on quarterback here. Um, but he is definitely my quarterback one heading into the season. And then to piggyback off what you were saying about your quarterback one, my quarterback two, Lamar Jackson. I mean. Pretty certain I had him in this spot last year. The man is too electric at the quarterback position. Now I know it feels like we're chasing that MVP season from 2019 every time we draft him. But that that season is definitely tough to le- to replicate, especially without you know a Marquise Hollywood Brown around. But like you were saying, he's got the targets. One name I hear didn't hear you say. Maybe you did. Forgive me if you did. Mark Andrews. I mean, oh yeah, Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah, his number one target actually. That's his number one be. target. Yeah. He was great last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also got second-year wide receiver who you did mention, Rashad Bateman, who can help pick up some of that slack there. Um, you know, Lamar had to put it all on himself last season with no running game. All their entire running backs were hurt. They get J.K. Dobbins this year, so, you know, it helps that passing game a little bit. will help the play-action game as well. And if you're – like you were saying, if you're into those narratives of contract year, like I, I'm, I'm sure Lamar feels disrespected between that and not being ranked top 10 by like executives, uh, you know, uh, interviewed by ESPN. So yeah, the thousand yards, you could pretty much lock that in. He would have done it for a third straight year. Had he not gotten injured, I can't quit him. And clearly nor can you Greg. Um, no, no. who's your quarterback too, Greg? Well, we're just flip-flopping here. I mean, I was going to take Josh Allen, but Josh Allen, yeah, Josh Allen, my QB1, but I slide him in slightly above, uh, below Lamar Jackson. He's going to be my QB2. I think Josh Allen does get MVP this year, though. So just because the, the, the team success of Buffalo will be a little better, I think he'll be best player on one of the best teams in the league. Uh, Josh Allen gets it done um, just with his legs. Talk about another guy who's going to get, you know, not close to that thousand yard number, but he's gonna he's increasing his uh, rushing. Last year, last season he had a season high in uh, rushing yards, seven hundred and sixty-three uh, career high in, in rushing yards, seven hundred sixty-three. So he just keeps getting better and better. He's the goal line back, as you were saying, uh, with those rushing touchdowns um, and just his accuracy. He's got his same targets: Dawson Knox, Stephon Diggs, uh, and the offense plays to his him very fantasy friendly for him. They throw a lot. They throw all the time. It looks feels like, especially when they're down in, in neutral game script. We totally use that term a lot throughout the year. They're they're gonna be throwing it. Um. So yeah, Josh Allen, a stud. Uh. Yeah, he's gonna continue to get it done. Yeah, Josh Allen is definitely you know one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the league. Like you were saying, Greg. Yeah. Who's your quarterback three though? Because I have a feeling he's probably one of the most dangerous players in the league as well. Oh, you already know. This is always my guy every year for, you know, forever and ever until he plays. Patty, Pat Mahomes, you already know. Uh, he's just a, a stud. This man's going to do what he has to do every year, no matter who the target is. No Tyreek Hill, doesn't matter. As long as Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid is there, he's going to be close to over 4,500 yards he's going to be throwing. 
he has the legs to get get it done. And you know, those third and fifteen plays, those third and those third and long plays is where you see the explosiveness from him. Uh it's got Travis Kelsey. He's got a, a slew of run running backs this year, so he's gonna have a, a lot to his uh, array. And Mahomes is, you know, just gonna he's gonna get the job done every year. I mean, these top three it just can be interchangeable. Well, any of the three that we said could possibly be a QB one, but Mahomes is just a special player, man. Special. I mean, like I like we've always said plenty of times on this show, he's probably the most talented, gifted player we've seen play this position. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talented gifted guys these days, you know, for sure. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, we talked about Lamar Jackson. Um, another guy I think is probably one of the most talented in, in the league is, is our guy who's on the wall, by the way, Justin Herbert, Herb, gotta love him, man. I mean, he's, he is one of the best young quarterbacks in football. No quarterback in NFL history has more, more touchdown passes, through the first two years of their career, then the Herb with 69. No one has thrown for more yards than the Herb through mm. the first two years. He's simply an alien playing mm. quarterback in the NFL, and we're all just witnesses. That's really, what, that's really what it comes down we to. We really are, man. <laughs> really are, um, y'all. I mean, we talked about Herbert last year potentially having more pass volume. Uh, had 672 pass attempts last year in his first season under head coach Brandon Staley and offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. That was second behind Tom Brady. Uh, but we talked about last year with the increased passing volume that Herbert could see. We, we discussed this under Joe Lombardi, who came from New Orleans playing uh, coaching Drew Brees there. So I love Herbert again this year. The volume should be there. He plays for an aggressive head coach who is not scared to go for it on fourth down. So you got to love that from a fantasy perspective. Uh, and Herbert has a, a bunch of great weapons, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Um, you know, everyone's get, talking about third-year receiver Josh Palmer, um, Austin Eckler out the backfield. So yep. they even got Gerald Everett in there at tight end. It's a nice, you know, up, high upside player there. So easy to project him for a top three finish. Um, I don't have Patrick Mahomes here, obviously, because Herbert is here. Yeah, um, yeah I mean – I don't know, man. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very very great. The best thing about Josh Allen, Herbert, and uh, both all Justin Herbert, you know that Josh Allen's got a better division, so that that could play into him getting a little more shootouts. But that NFC West, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Russell Wilson, Carr, they're they're both all four of them are gonna have great fantasy seasons, just playing off each other and being in a lot of shootouts. So it should help them. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on on that. I think that from a, if you're gonna consider the divisions that they play in. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to find himself in a lot more shootouts playing yeah. against the likes of Russell Wilson, Derek Carr with, you know, with Joshua Daniels there and Justin Herbert. So <laughs> Bianca's booing me for not having Patty in my top three. No Patty though. This is probably, I mean, since he's come in the league, since he's broken down that season, he's been in someone's <laughs> top three. I mean, that probably both of us top three for sure. You know, one or two. For sure. I mean, he was uh, my quarterback so. one last year. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I will I will reveal where where my top twelve quarterbacks are at right now. I'm hoping he's four. You know, I'm hoping. <laughs> I got Jalen Hurts four. Oh. Russell Wilson five. Oh. Patrick Mahomes six. six. Tom Brady seven. Oh. Kyler Murray eight. Joe Burrow nine. Dak Prescott ten. Trey Lance eleven. Kirk Cousins is my quarterback twelve. Sorry, Patty, you didn't make. The top five, didn't make my top not five. even make the top five. That's crazy. You know, talk about we, yes, we're talking about uh, <laughs> talk about how we do think Lamar Jackson's getting disrespected. Ty Mahomes is getting disrespected right now for sure. But <laughs> it's all good though. It's all good. Uh, for me though, um, after Patrick Mahomes, I have Justin Herbert at number four, Brady at number five, Matt Stafford at number six, Russell Wilson at seven. Kyler Murray at eight, Aaron Rodgers at nine, Joe Burrow at 10, Trey Lance at 11, and Kirk Cousins at 12. You know what? I feel like both of us could be right. You know, there's definitely a possibility. So um, I don't hate any of your top 12 quarterbacks at all. Um, But, Greg, I got to ask you a question. I mean, I'm probably going to lead into our quarterback bust discussion here. 
Um, and maybe it may create a nice segue, but who that finished in the top 12 last year, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Patrick Holmes, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, do you think falls out, has the, the, the greatest likelihood of falling out of the top 12? Yeah, it definitely ties into to my bus, but uh, my answer is going to be have to be Dak, Dak Prescott. I mean, just with the fact that he lost a couple weapons in Amari Cooper, um, the fact that he, you know, the played into no Tyron Smith for the entire year, he's definitely been very well logged his his stats and his splits with Tyron Smith and without Tyron Smith. Uh, it definitely changed the offense. You can arguably say he's Tyron Smith's the most important player on that franchise in, in, in the Dallas Cowboys besides the quarterback next to Dak. Um, so that's going to affect him. And talking about his, his ADP, his draft positioning right now, um, according to Fantasy Pros, he's going as a QB8 right now, uh, above guys like Tom Brady, above guys like Matthew Stafford, above guys like Russell Wilson, who I have all three of them above Dak in my ranking. So if I'm drafting and I see Dak above those names. I'm 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 going to turn and look the other way and get a guy like Tom Brady who led the league in yards last year. Who um, I'm going to get a guy like Russell Wilson who now he's going to be able to throw more. We know he's going to get more attempts and that's just going to be at least a success for him. Matthew Stafford who was a, a top six uh, fantasy quarterback last year. So uh, guys like that is more like not me hating on on Dak and what he can do and that he is a Cowboy and I'm a Giants fan, but. That you know, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a, a lot to come into play if you're going to be in that top, you know, eight uh, for fantasy quarterbacks. And he's not. He, he's a rusher, but we wouldn't consider him a you know a, a heavy rusher. Uh, and he's going to. He usually relies on a lot of pass attempts and a, and a lot of yards and, and touchdowns. So, C.D. Lamb definitely going to help him out a lot. I mean, he's going to get Michael Gallup later in the year, but to start off, you need you need to jump out in the gate uh, really really hot. So. Is Dax Prescott for me? Yeah, I definitely hear where you're coming from with this one. I mean, the Tyron Smith news is absolutely huge. Like you talked about with the splits, him, Dak Prescott with and without Tyron Smith. Um, you know, it's just a completely different quarterback at times, it seems. Uh, for me, just to answer the original question about which player I feel like has the, the, the most likelihood of falling out of the top 12, it's going to go for this low-hanging fruit here in, in Ryan Tannehill. He's the he finishes the quarterback twelve in total fantasy points, loses AJ Brown. Yeah, they're probably going to be in the they're probably going to be in the bottom of the the league in pass attempts, getting back to running the man known as Derrick Henry. Yes, sir. Um, hopefully, they don't run him into the ground again. But you know, basically running that man. Um, but to answer the question, who the bust is, and by the way, like we always say. When we when we're saying, you know, and I heard Greg say this, he's not saying that he's picking Dak Prescott as a bust because he feels like he's gonna he's gonna be terrible and he, that he's gonna be you know a bad pick, but it's more about the the fact that this is a this is a guy who at his draft cost and what it costs to get him on your team, we may not agree with that cost, mm -hmm. and we also may prefer other players at that are maybe in a similar price range to that player. So that being said, it's a long wind away because I got in some trouble. You know, when we first did the show, you know, there was some stud running back who I after I previously mentioned who went on to be probably one of the best running backs in football today, who I said was a bust. And you know, I don't want to get that misconstrued as me saying that Derrick Henry's bad at football. I mean not Derrick Henry, but, you know, the player that I'm talking about is being a bust. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so that player here is Aaron Rodgers for Ooh. me. Um, it just really what it comes down to is what we had talked about before. The price range, I mean, according to 44.com's multi-site ADP, he's going off the board as the quarterback 11. And again, very well could finish in that range there. Um, but I see him more as a top 15 option as opposed to a top 12 quarterback option. Uh, he obviously doesn't have Devontae Adams to throw the football to anymore. Also lost Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So his top three wide receivers right now, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. Uh, he's got some young guys in there, some rookies as well. Uh, and that can help. But 
I see a situation where they probably lean on their two stud running backs in Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, to probably generate some offense here. I think he will definitely be a playable option, a streamable option, and have some quarterback one weeks. But to draft him in the seventh round, it's just over over you know uh, guys like you know Kirk Cousins or Trey Lance, and you might laugh when I say Kirk Cousins and or Trey Lance, but when you really look at the situation and what those guys have, you know, in their favor, it would lead me lead me to to draft them over an Aaron Rodgers here. So, don't think he's terrible at football. Think he's a, still a Hall of Famer. Think he'll probably still throw for thirty touchdowns or so. It's just not going to be the type of year that we've seen, you know, where he finished top five last year in in quarterback fantasy points. Um. Now that's done and over with. That's always the most ang- yeah, uh, anxiety-inducing part of yeah. the show. Of the show, there. I know. Last time I chose Aaron Rodgers to be a bust, he got MVP. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> yeah. See. So you know it happens, and you know we're we're wrong at times, but we're also right. You know we could also be right. So, Greg, who is your quarterback sleeper this year? I think I chose him last year, but I'm, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it going again, man. Famous Jameis, man. He was he was proving me right until he got hurt. Like he was doing what he had to do uh, in, in the Saint with the Saints organization. I just think that that organization and that coaching staff, uh, they're able to you know bring out his strengths and, and limit his mistakes, and that's really what it comes down to. Because if you limit his mistakes, those those stats are gonna come. Um, you know, he he's he did a pretty fine job last year before he uh, tore up his knee. Um, and I think, you know, for his value, he's uh, going pretty late and in, in drafts, almost undrafted in, in some drafts as well uh, for a quarterback. I think he's going to be definitely have some top 10 QB one weeks for sure. Uh, and then he's uh, the the point of, you know, being a sleeper. You don't want a, a guy to try to, you know, lose your week. You don't want a guy to, to fall out and get you one of those single single digit games and stuff like that. So uh, I think, you know, he definitely isn't going to. The new Jameis, the Saints Jameis, is not going to be able to do that, limiting his mistakes, limiting his interceptions. Uh, and and Jameis is going to be a, a fine quarterback. And having the likes of Michael Thomas back on the field, uh, Alvin Kamara, who's being very slept on right now, which is crazy, uh, definitely is going to be uh, help him a lot. Yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston was balling last year. But, you you know, you kind of slided him a little bit. You referred to, you know, new New Orleans Saints Jameis. I mean, don't Saint, forget. Saints Jameis, Saints Jameis. 30 for 30 Jameis was <laughs> out there in championship week winning True. chips. It's legendary, yo. It's legendary, okay? <laughs> 30 for 30. Yo, when, when you are sitting there, you had Jameis Winston that year, and he threw a pick six, you're like, all right, let's go. Because you know, you know what's you know, coming. Coming back for a touchy, a touchdown. Coming back for a touchdown. It's instant <laughs> offense, you know? And so it's like, it, it it's like you were, we were talking about, we talk about neutral game script all the time. We talk about trailing in games and what that does. I mean, you you trail, you throw the ball, teams that trail throw the ball 65% of the time. So Jameis Winston out there throwing a pick six, I'm, I'm cool with that. If you're going to throw an interception, at least have it be a pick six because you go right back on the field. Hey man, 14, 14 touchdowns to three interceptions last year in those seven games. Like he was he was yeah. doing pretty well for himself. No, he definitely was. Um my quarterback sleeper this year. By the way, I wanted to pick Kirk Cousins again, but I just like I can't do it because I like I can't like yeah, people should not sleep on Kirk Cousins. No, no, nah, right? Not, like, not anymore, man. No, like, no, no. If we're He's drafting got, Justin Jefferson yeah. where we're drafting him, Facts. <laughs> we should be okay with rostering Kirk Cousins at this point. So yep. not even gonna not even gonna entertain it. But my quarterback sleeper this year is actually Trevor Lawrence. And it's funny, I mean, going off the board as quarterback 18, not far at all from where I have him. I have him as the quarterback 19, but this is last year's number one overall pick that we're talking about. I understand how bad he was. Everything about that Jags team was bad last yeah. year with Urban Meyer being the head man in charge. Shoot, I almost picked him to be my breakout quarterback last year. This dude is the highest rated quarterback in my prospect model, which goes back to 2018. The highest before him was Lamar Jackson. I have faith in the ability of Trevor Lawrence. And the price right now is cheap compared to what you were paying last year. You know, people didn't care. It was Jacksonville. He was the number one pick. You know, he was highly he was highly sought after in, term, in fantasy drafts. Um, you know, he was regarded. I mean, I know I even had him 
in my top 12 of quarterbacks, I think, at one point uh, going into last year. I think ultimately settled at 15 for me. But he's a guy that was highly rated last year, and I think with the better situation, you know, Doug Peterson being the head coach in Jacksonville, uh, they paid a lot of money to get Christian Kirk in there. Uh, they've got Marvin Jones, um, you know, so they've got Evan Ingram. So they, they, they try to surround him with some weapons there. Uh, I think it's going to be in a better offensive situation for him just in general. So I definitely like Trevor Lawrence as somebody who I'm comfortable streaming at times this year and potentially even rostering the whole season. Uh, and that's the beauty. We, we talk about, we, we have our streams of the week uh, segment where we often will bring up quarterbacks or defenses or tight ends, those onesie positions that we say, Hey, let's, let's stream that position. Let's go to the waiver wire every week and find somebody that we can plug in and get respectable fantasy points. And I like to think more often than not, especially when it comes to the quarterback position that we're pretty good at it, Greg, uh, yeah. not to toot our own horn, but the beauty of streaming a lot of times is that we eventually land on a guy who is, who just becomes that guy. Justin Herbert yep. was one of that, one of those guys for us. Jalen Hurts was Jalen one Hurts. of those guys for us. Sure. Um, you know, we start out by streaming. You know, it's like you're, you're, you're you know, you're not just going to marry the first the first person you go on a date with, right? You're just gonna, you know, you're gonna go on a few dates, you know, and then you're mm -hmm. gonna eventually you're gonna um, pick the one that you that you want to spend the rest of the, the rest of your life with, and that's what essentially what streaming quarterbacks is like. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Greg, let's move on to our breakouts. What? Who is your quarterback breakout this season? Hey, man, I mean, you know, last couple – I always wanted the Giants to, to, to tank for Tua, and this is uh, the time where I think he finally gets his breakout. He finally gets his time. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, he's – I think this is his one shot to kind of prove that he's he's a breakout. I mean, this is his last shot, I would say, because – I mean, they give him all the weapons that he, he needs, uh, adding Tyreek Hill, which was a huge weapon. You saw that nice little bomb uh, in the preseason. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, just laughing at this comment here. <laughs> you saw that bomb in the preseason to, to Tyreek Hill uh, just to show the, the likes of a play that, you know, we should see a lot throughout the regular season. I know people always, you know, joking how, you know, Tyreek Hill is saying he's, you know, the, the – best quarterback he's ever played with or like or most accurate you know uh and how Tua can't get it down the field how he's always under throwing him but I think Tua's going to be able to get it done with Tyreek Hill and the additions with Mike Kosecki and players that are still there and the weapons around him the Dolphins should be better as a team uh, again they'll be in more competitive games this year with a, a better division with the Bills the Pats being there uh, <clears throat> so I think this is his year well he's going to give you QB one weeks for sure uh, I think he finishes in the top 15. Yeah, I think that's fair for sure. I, I believe I have Tua as my quarterback 16 on the year. Um, I, I like the weapons there in Miami with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. Uh, Mike McDaniel being the offensive play caller over there. Tua is definitely somebody that was on the radar here for a breakout quarterback and somebody who's a popular pick. And someone that people, a lot of people picked last year to, to be a, a you know a breakout at the quarterback position. So, um, yeah, definitely like that one, Greg. My quarterback breakout. If you've been listening for a while, you pretty much just knew what this one was going to be. Greg's emphasizing making motions that it's a layup because it is <laughs> feels like a layup. It does feel like a layup. But to be fair, if you know me, you knew that this was probably going to be my guy. This is kind of the 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 archetype that I go for when I'm looking for these cheap breakout quarterbacks, and of course it's Trey Lance. Yes, um, if you've been listening to the show for a while since our inception, then you you probably would have guessed I'd go down this route. 2019 was Lamar Jackson, 2021 was Jalen Hurts, and 2022 is Trey Lance. I, I mean, it's all about the Konami code here. That rushing upside for Trey Lance and his first start last year, we saw Lance run the ball 16 times. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the beauty of, of it is he's going to be a part of this run game for Kyle Shanahan. Again, let me say that again. He's going to be part of this run game for Kyle Shanahan, right? So that's one of the, the best offensive play callers in football today. Yes, uh, one of the best play designers when it comes to running the football and marrying it with your play action pass game. 
Kyle Shanahan's absolutely masterful at what he does in the in the run game, what he's able to cook up for the 49ers, and what he's going to be able to cook up with Trey Lance and Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell and Brandon Ayuk. And shoot, like, just look back to 2012 when RG3 won Offensive Rookie of the Year, his offensive coordinator at that time, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, that season we saw RG3 throw for 3,200 passing yards, another 815 rushing yards. Trey Lance is more than capable of putting up these types of numbers. And, again, you have to consider the weapons that he's throwing to. He's got two all-pro players in Debo Samuel and George Kittle. In addition to Brandon Ayuk, who by all accounts is going to experience a breakout of his own. So Trey Lance, my quarterback 11 this year, as I previously mentioned, fully expect him to deliver on the quarterback 13 price tag. Yeah, same. He's my my QB 11 as well. And even now, even better, he's got the highest play backup quarterback behind him. So now he's got to play. Like He's going to be, oh, word, I got to show out now. I got this guy. Who's probably making more money than me behind me now? So I gotta go hard. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad, man. I mean, Jimmy G for <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, the Niners have been trying to trade him since they've been trying to tell everybody who would listen that they were trying to trade Jimmy G yep. since before Jimmy G stopped playing for the Niners. I think they were still playing yeah, in the playoffs. The and they were talking yep. about, yep, oh. uh, you know, <laughs> we're gonna try to trade Jimmy G. You know, and Kyle Shanahan already came out, said Trey Lance is a starting quarterback, and the best trade partner, most available trade partner for that that could be willing to take Jimmy G plays in the same division as the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks who could really use a, a starting really quarterback there Yeah, uh, as they just finished up a competition with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. So now the 49ers are like, hey, Jimmy G, we can't find a trade partner. Here's some money to sit on the bench. So when they would have, I think, Paid, they would have it would have cost him two million dollars in in dead money had they released him. So they figured, hey, instead of spending two million to not have him, let's spend six million to have him sit on the bench. Yeah, so, I mean it's it's a good backup plan. Someone that knows the offense, you you want your backup to be uh, familiar and everything. So you know, if God forbid anything happens to, to Trey Lance, they can still make that playoff run. They were one game away from the Super Bowl last year, so they're definitely still looking to win. Yeah, man, the Niners almost made it to the Super Bowl. That was crazy. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, who is your quarterback, my guy, this year? Well, because he's been, you know, the most disrespected player, I got to give him all the respect that he needs all throughout the year. Lamar Jackson, he's my QB1. He's going to be my guy all year. Big trust, just, you know, what he's done. Just he's first of all, he's my guy because he's won us a fantasy championship before in the past. uh, And he's going to continue to be on one of those guys that I look up to as a player, uh, as a person. He handles his business on and off the field and he's just going to he's going to get it done. He's one of the swaggiest players in the league with Pat Mahomes. Uh, This amount of ankle breakers I'm I'm ready to see. That's what I'm here for. Like he's it's just so many, so many victims he's had. And. Uh, this he's my guy going out through it's 2022. Yeah, it's um I I love it that he's your guy because then you have to root on you root for him while he while he scores points for my league of extraordinary people team. So um hey if the guy in the back behind you is gonna be scoring by, uh points for me for me all season man on that Herbin outfitter so Herbin outfitters I did yeah. like that a lot I liked yeah. it a lot, I liked it a lot. <laughs> um my guy for this season is going to be Russell Wilson. Uh, Mr. Unlimited yes. will no longer be limited by Pete Carroll and his run the football and play good defense mindset, despite having an all world quarterback. Crazy. Wilson, who's averaged 29.97 pass attempts per game during his career. Again, put that in perspective. Mahomes is at 37.2, Tom Brady, 35.5, Justin Herbert, 39.6, Aaron Rodgers, 33.4. That's just some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Since entering the league in 2012, Russ ranks 51st among all quarterbacks uh, in pass attempts per game. Of quarterbacks with at least 16 starts, he ranks 
fifth in fantasy points per pass attempt. He's wildly efficient, ranks fifth in touchdown rate, ranks sixth in yards per attempt during that same span. And he's, again, 51st in pass attempts per game. I, I mean, True Russell, I mean, Pete Carroll, what were you doing, man? I don't now, know, man. again, he goes to a team that traded away a bunch of assets to get him. Should should he should allow or they should allow him rather to be the reason why they win football games. Not saying that wasn't the case in Seattle, but that will be the case when they go in on Tuesday and they get the game plan. It's going to be on the back of Russell Wilson <laughs> on offense. That's what it's going to be. Yep. Uh, head coach Nathaniel Hackett coming from Green Bay where he spent time with Aaron Rodgers. So he, he's, he understands playing to the ego of that veteran quarterback, not going to be new to him. Hence why Russell Wilson is my guy. Uh, Bianca has Patty as, has her guy, I guess. Hey man, her, my I mean, guy. deep down, that's, that's, a, that's a guy for the league. He's the NFL's guy. He's <laughs> the face of the NFL. He's yeah, the face of the much. NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you ask a Patriots fan, because apparently they all hate him. Unless there's oh. a Patriots fan that could dispute that statement that I just made. That's a fact. So <laughs> I love the Russell Wilson pick for sure. Yeah. He's, he's, he's going to go off this year. He really is uh, no matter who his weapons are. And again, another quarterback in that, that NFC West, man, just AFC, lighting AFC. it up. Oh, AFC West. Sorry. With these over-unders every, every week over 50. Yeah. Except for the first week. Cause they play Seattle. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it'll be 45 to, to five or something. <laughs> Uh, Bianca also agrees. She says Russell Wilson. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I told you this back in I don't know June, May when I was doing my 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 projections and my rankings. Greg, Russell Wilson to lead the league in touchdown passes was a bet that I easily was able to put in because yeah, again, we're talking about a guy that. Yeah. During since he's been in the league, fifth in touchdown rate, the the attempts are going to go up now. There's a possibility that he we see Russell Wilson put up numbers that we've quite never quite like quite honestly never seen him put up before. So yeah. Um. All right. We we have some time, so we can play some ADP game here, Greg. Uh, we love playing ADP game. One of our love favorite it. games. And uh, I've got three queued up for us. Okay. So um, I think we've got enough time for all three. So let's jump right into it. First one is Jalen Hurts versus Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts going off the board as the quarterback six. Mm-hmm. Pick 505. Joe Burrow going off the board as the quarterback seven at pick 510. Greg, I'm going to ask you at cost, who do you prefer? Well, just going straight based off my rankings. Even if I didn't look at my rankings, I, I want I want Jalen Hurts. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts uh, up there um, as you know one of the my top twelve, and as a guy, he's gonna you know continue to do what he's got to do. Uh, I'm on, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts just for the the floor of the of the rushing um, every time. I definitely like the, those safe players, um, those players that you know are, are gonna fall into twenty to twenty five points, even if they have a bad game. Um, Joe Barrow, he's he's gonna light it up as well. But uh, for the price, you want someone. If you're gonna draft a quarterback that that late, you're gonna want someone that's definitely safe. Uh, definitely, AJ Brown. The addition of him is gonna help him a lot. Devontae Smith now getting easier matchups probably help him individually, but also help Jalen Hurts as well with their connection. Um, and their running backs seem to be always banged up, so they're you know gonna continue to to throw the football at a, at a high clip um, and keep it even as well, but also throw the football a little more. And um, so I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I mean, I, I let off the top by saying Jalen Hurts was my quarterback for this year. Um, not saying I don't love Joe Burrow. I think he's great. I think he's fantastic. Uh, however, like you were talking about, Greg, we, we like that safety net of having those rushing yards available to us. But also, I think something that's forgotten is the upside that that brings, right? Like when you get Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson, you know, we'll stick with Jalen Hurts. But when you get him in a high-scoring affair where 
it becomes like, okay, I'm going to run around. I'm going to make some plays. That leads to him throwing the football more. Uh, he's going to scramble more on some pass attempts, which is, that means the, those rushing yards go up, potentially more passing touchdowns. Um, so while Joe Burrow is great, there's going to there's there's going to be some dips in the year because he's not going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns every week. But Jalen Hurts very well will run for 60, 70 yards every week. And so with that being said, I'm I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts because I you know that 40 rushing yards for Jalen Hurts, which he can very easily do two times over, is the equivalent of a passing touchdown for Joe Burrow. So. I'm going to take those those rushing yards there with Jalen Hurts. Um, and, yeah, so, Greg, let's move on to the next set of quarterbacks that we're going to discuss here. Derek Carr versus, Court, versus Kirk Cousins. Um, Carr is getting an upgrade all around, uh, gets Devontae Adams as his new wide receiver one, also gets genius Josh McDaniels to build an offense around him uh, that has culminated in all of this has culminated in a quarterback 14 price tag at pick 906 uh, in your typical 12 team leagues, according to 444.com's multi-site ADP, or do we go with Kirk Cousins who gets an offensive genius of his own in Kevin O'Connell, who was most recently the offensive coordinator with the Rams under Sean McVay. He's, Going off the board is the quarterback 15. So these guys are going back to back with a price tag of 9-11. So, Greg, which signal call caller would you rather have in this given situation? This is definitely a tough one, but I think I'm a lean <clears throat> to Whew, this is a tough one. I'm a this is a this is a real tough one. I, I'm gonna go with Kirk. Cousins just because uh, I think of just a little more consistency uh, from him. Um, you know, even though you got Devontae Adams, uh, definitely a huge addition. It's not like Kirk Cousins doesn't have the same array of weapons with Justin Jefferson, with Adam Thielen, who's there and red zone guy. He's going to be one of the top guys in the red zone getting touchdowns. So that helps Kirk Cousins for his touchdown number. Uh, and, and the yards are going to be there, even with Dalvin Cook as a dominant running back. Uh, they're they're going to still be lighting up and throwing the football. Uh, Minnesota, probably, you know, they'll be uh, average team. I don't think they'll be one of the, the, the greats in, in the league. So they'll definitely be in games where they're be playing from behind in negative game script. They'll be throwing a little more. Uh, Oakland was a playoff team last year. Um, they have some expectations coming into the year. It does help them being in the AFC West. I definitely brought that up. But I, I'm going to lean to Kirk Cousins because of a little more consistency. Derek Carr throughout the years has still given you, you know, some of those weeks where you're like, what, like what happened? Like you're, you lost weeks because of Derek Carr, not saying Kirk cousins has definitely lost people weeks as well, but I think it's a little, a little less from Kirk. I mean, the expectations I feel like are higher for Derek Carr at points in times. Cause we're like, Oh, Derek Carr, he's having a really good season. Like let's play him. And then you make him your start of the week or something. I think that happened to you, Greg. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Yeah. He still ended up in like top five in yards last year. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a tough one. Uh, hence why I picked it because potentially you might be in your draft and you might be trying to make this decision. Um, but for me, it's Kirk cousins. I'm with you, Greg. He is, he is my quarterback 12. Uh, Derek Carr is around 17 for me. Um, and really what it comes down to is Derek Carr and the, and the Raiders, you know, they already, threw the ball at a decent rate. Uh, yeah. Kirk Cousins is coming from a situation where Mike Zimmer was his head coach. Um, Mike Zimmer hangs out at the same, you know, uh, as the, at the same country club as uh, Pete Carroll. And they'd talk mm. about how Straight their defenses and their run games are going run to <laughs> win them their <laughs> games this weekend. And so – you bring in Kevin O'Connell, who is going to kind of flip this you this uh, pass game rate where there's their neutral their neutral game script pass rate on its head, where maybe they were run they're running the, the football forty times. And when I say neutral game script, we say neutral game script. All we're saying is at a point in the game where the score is where the the team is trailing by less than six points, right? So it's a one score game 
or I mean, sorry, six points or less. So it's a one score game. You have the ball. You're not really pressing. You're not down by multiple scores. It's more just like you're down. Let's let's move the football. Let's score some points. Let's run our offense. Versus if you're down two or three scores, you might have a greater sense of urgency. You might throw the football more. So I like to look at we like to look at neutral game script pass rates because it's more it's a, it's it shows intent rather than what teams were forced to do. Cause like I, like I mentioned earlier on the show, if your teams that are trailing, they throw the ball 65% of the time. So, you, you know, if you look at a team like Jacksonville or the jets or the giants that are, you know, were trailing a lot last year, you're going to look and you're like, Oh wow, they threw the football a lot, but that was because that, that was out of necessity. Um, so we like to look at this neutral game script because it shows more intent and Kevin O'Connell is going to come over and they're going to throw the football probably 55, almost 60% of the time in neutral games uh, in you know, neutral game situations in the first half. So I think that's going to be more passing volume for Kirk cousins. Who's done more with less when you look at what he's been able to do, you know, finishing as a top 12 quarterback in fancy points, total fancy points last year given the situation that he was in. So I, I will go with Kirk Cousins, although I do think Derek Carr probably sees a little bit more upside this year than we've probably seen from him in the past. Josh McDaniels, I mean, he made Kyle Orton look like a good quarterback, right? Like Kyle Orton throwing a Brandon Lloyd, like he tra- comes in, trades away Jake Cutler, trades away Brandon Marshall, and is like, yeah, we're going to be just fine. And then, you know, Kyle Orton and Brandon Lloyd are out there you know, throwing for almost 4,000 and, and getting over 1,000 receiving yards. You know, Jabbar Gaffney was a good receiver in Josh McDaniel's system. So just imagine what's going to happen when you give when you give him a Devontae Adams, you give him a Hunter Renfro, you give him mm-hmm. a Darren Waller. So I think that, you know, the the there's definitely some upside here for, for Derek Carr. So don't want to sleep on him. Bianca's also saying that she would go with Kirk Cousins. So she's yeah. in agreement with us there. I think uh, I think it'll be like Derek Carr will end up having maybe more top three weeks, like big weeks, but like you know, consistent wise, this wise, Kirk Cousins will end up having more QB one weeks, just in general. I I agree with that. I could see that. Totally yeah. see that happening. Totally agree with that. There. Um, let's we got one more. We got time for one more. Uh, this will be the last one before we close it for the evening here. Justin Fields. Ooh. Versus Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Fields is going off the board, quarterback 17, the eighth pick in the 11th round. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback 18, as the 10th pick in the 11th round. Greg, where are you at with these two second-year players right here? Uh, this is tough because they both, you know, changed their coaches, so that, that helps – both of them a, a lot, you know. I definitely would have changed my answer if you know one of those coaches were, were still there. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence slightly more, just just by a hair. Uh, it helps that Justin Fields. Is, I think like they both have um, ability with their legs, so I can't say you know that one has the edge there. Um, Trevor Lawrence you know, in college had, had a lot to do with his legs. Um, Justin Fields, I think, ran a little bit more last year. But I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence just for the sake of for fantasy. Um, they'll be playing a, behind a lot, a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, I think they'll end up having more attempts uh, for, for Trevor Lawrence. So it's real tough. I'm I'm going I'm to I'm lean towards him. Yeah, it's, this is definitely a tough one, and this was one that really makes me makes me really look at my rankings and you know where I have some of these quarterbacks, and you know I look at a guy like Justin Fields, who I have in my top fifteen, and I've got Trevor Lawrence, you know, like I said before, a quarterback nineteen, so. I have to go Fields based on what my rankings tell me. Right. But every time I'm in a draft and I have to choose Justin Fields, I don't feel great about it. You could just wait and get Jameis, you know. That's my guy. You know? <laughs> but again, that's – I mean, Jameis, yes. I, I like Jameis. Um, I've got him, you know, in my top 
20 of quarterbacks. So he's definitely a guy that I, you know, if it's really, if it's, you know, looking like that, I, I will pick him near the end. Um, but the reason why I pick fields here is because of the rushing ability that he mm-hmm. has. I mean, but like you said, both these guys can run not to mm-hmm. take a Trevor Lawrence could actually probably run for the same amount of yards that Justin Fields can. So, I mean, that's not, that's not a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fields. I think was, we were at times wondering why Matt Nagy wasn't running fields. Right. Right. Like there was times where he wasn't running enough. And I just think that I'm hoping that Matt Eberflus, who comes in as the new head coach, defensive minded, you know, wants to install this outside zone run scheme led by offensive coordinator Luke Getzky or Luke Getzky, Getzky, something like that. Um, sorry, Luke, don't know, you, don't you know your last name, but I know your first name, so we'll call you Luke. Um, you know, so he's coming in to install this, this, this outside zone run scheme. You know, how does he incorporate Justin Fields into that? You know, the weapons are kind of a tough situation for Fields, but like you were saying with the, you know, you were saying that the Jags might be trailing more. I feel like that's probably going to be the Bears trailing because they're not they're really a talented yeah. roster. Yeah. They've, they've, they've pared everything down. Um, they pretty much just said, here, here, Justin Fields, go. So that kind of like counterintuitively makes me feel like I should go Lawrence because he's got the team backing him and, you know, putting these things around him. Um, But I just feel like because of the rushing upside that Fields has, I'm going with him. Yeah, it's that's I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I don't think I would be excited if I had either on my roster. Um, But, you know, at that point, you got to do what you got to do. You know, Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with some. Yeah, give me Trevor. Yeah, I mean, the thing, the other thing too is, which is interesting, and I'm this is totally if you wait on quarterbacks, right? Like we always say, wait on quarterbacks. I think this year, Greg, I mean, as evidenced by drafting most that recently, you know, we took quarterback. I know I took quarter, I was the second person to take quarterback. I took Lamar Jackson um, in the fourth round in a 14 team league, did not hate it at all. So, um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, you took Justin Herbert in the fifth round. So, with, you know, all of that being said, I think, you know, a lot of people, the fantasy community has caught on to the rushing quarterback and the fact that there's so many of them, they make them, it makes them a hotter commodity where people actually want them on their teams. Mm -hmm. So I don't find myself waiting for quarterback that much, but if I ever go Justin Fields, best and believe I get another quarterback. Like I'm pairing Justin Fields with like a Kirk Cousins or I could very well pair these two right here, Justin Fields and yeah. Trevor Lawrence, right? So, um, you know, but I definitely want like a safe floor option. And Justin Fields is like, you know, kind of, you know, maybe if he has a good matchup or see how he's doing as the season progresses um, and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, anything else you want to add to that, Greg, before we close this out? No, yeah, I'm definitely – Definitely intrigued by these two, though, for sure. Um, as far as storylines coming into the year, besides Tua, uh, these two guys, you know, talk about young quarterbacks, you know, you, you want to see um, their storylines. I'm going to be paying attention to them each week for sure. All right. Well, that being said, everybody, uh, again, we appreciate y'all for, for checking in. We appreciate you guys for, um, you know, being here with us, especially our first live show. It was exciting. You know, the, the, uh, chat was was active so you know let's get some more folks in here and get it you know get it bumping for real um but we definitely appreciate y'all uh make sure you subscribe make sure you uh follow us on twitter uh i am at jr football nerd uh greg is at g money are we talking about twitter yeah twitter at g money underscore truth yeah at g money underscore truth on Instagram at we underscore made it. I'm at JR football nerd in both places. So again, make sure you follow us there. Make sure you are subscribed to the show. Make sure you tap in with us the next time we come here, which will be on Wednesday. We will be live. Um, don't have 
the definite time yet, but we will, you know, as soon as we find out, we'll post that on the show page, the show Twitter page at FF Diagnostics, also on Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Um, but again, appreciate y'all for listening, and um, we will catch y'all on Wednesday. Peace. Yes, sir. Yeah.